Jesus needs to spend time alone with his father, how much more do we need to spend time alone with our father? And that's the cool thing about mountaintops is we don't have to go to a literal mountaintop. We don't have to go back or long for that mountaintop experience we had in the past. I mean, figuratively speaking, every single day when we wake up, the Holy Spirit of God is in us as believers. We open up his living word before us. We're having a mountaintop moment. Welcome to the 30 Second Book Club podcast, a place for people who want to read more books and be in a book club but don't have time to either. And really, you know, to be socially distant, you probably shouldn't do that right now anyway. And maybe your life feels like a mountain. You're just climbing one after another and it's a lot of work. Well, you can find hope in the mountains in your life and the ones in the Bible. That's what Jared Stevens says in his book, The Mountains Are Calling, Making the Climb for a Clearer View of God in Ourselves. You know, this book came, uh, I was flying uh, over the mountains of Colorado and to speak at a camp uh, for our high school students. And uh, I was just praying through, what am I going to speak on? What do you want? And, you know, I grew up in church. And so camp was always kind of a mountaintop experience for me. People who have, you know, been following Christ for a long time know that term. And I just kind of classify it, define it as when the presence of God is uh, very strong in your life. You sense His nearness. You're hearing His voice pretty clear as it speaks to your heart. You're resolved to follow Him as strong. And so I just started thinking about, God, what do you want me to speak to these kids? And um, here I am flying over these mountains, and uh, we're going to be in the mountains that week. Camp was a mountaintop experience, and so it's just like that moment. Uh, Lord said, why don't you open up God's my word and what I did on the mountains and uh, in Scripture. And when I did that, man, I was just blown away by what I discovered. I love reading the the, the uh, story of um, of Mount Carmel. So let's start with yeah. there, and then the God who is trustworthy. Right. Tell us a little bit about more about that that mountain. All right. Well, Mount Carmel. Uh, I've been had the privilege of traveling to Israel a number of times, and probably my favorite place to preach. It's something else when you're on X marks the spot, and when you go up to Mount Carmel, there's a huge statue of Elijah. Uh, raising a sword, right, because he's calling down the fire of God. And I just love that story, and I think people uh, who are familiar with it love it as well, because God uses this man in an unbelievable way. He essentially calls the prophets of Baal and all of Israel up to this mountain and draws a line in the sand, says, if Baal's God, serve him. If God be God, serve him. And, uh, of course, he calls fire down, and we know who the one true God is. And we love that mountaintop moment. But what I found in studying this uh, section of Scripture, what really came out to me, Andy, is the fact that before God ever called Elijah to Mount Carmel, he called him to a place called Cherith, and then a place called Zarephath. And the word Cherith means to be cut down. Uh, Zarephath in the Hebrew means to melt or to smelt. And so I bet for some of those listening to us today, you know, we're talking about mountaintop moments, and they're thinking, man, I'd love to be on a mountain, but right now I'm in a valley. I'm in a low point in life. And I would just tell them, encourage them to say, hey, you keep your eyes on Jesus. You keep walking with him. Because, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is, uh, before we are ever used on top of the mountain like Elijah was, Sometimes we have to go through these times of being cut down. We have to go through these times of melting and smelting. That's what God does to refine our faith and our trust in Him. And so I just kind of close that chapter out saying, look, uh, man, it's awesome for God to use us to call the fire down. Uh, but we may have to walk through a valley before we get to that mountaintop. And that's what the story of Elijah's life teaches us. Mm, so good. You know, I think it's interesting, too. Uh, you know, one of the other mountains you talk about in your book, The Mountains Are Calling, is Mount Desolate. And I guess I always think of desolate as kind of a negative term, but it, it, it really isn't when you think about it, right? Is that, is that kind of what you're saying here in the book? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, here Jesus and so many of uh, his 
moments in life, significant ministry moments happened on a mountain. I mean, let's just think about it. The Sermon on the Mount, his first sermon, and the longest one we have recorded in the Scripture didn't happen in a temple in Jerusalem. It didn't happen in a local synagogue that he grew up in, but instead it happened on the side of a mountain. His transfiguration, where who he is on the outside, uh, on the inside, is manifested on the outside for the very first time, happened from a mountain. His crucifixion from a mountain, his ascension from a mountain, his promised return to a mountain. So many mountaintop moments in Jesus' life. Well, you read the Gospels, and it's interesting. Jesus, the Bible tells us in Luke's Gospel, he would oftentimes go to a desolate mountain and pray. He would get alone by himself and spend time with his father. And so in that chapter of the book, I just talk about the importance of having a routine and getting alone with God. I mean, if Jesus needs to spend time alone with his father, how much more do we need to spend time alone with our father? And that's the cool thing about mountaintops is we don't have to go to a literal mountaintop. We don't have to go back or long for that mountaintop experience we had in the past. I mean, figuratively speaking, every single day when we wake up, the Holy Spirit of God is in us as believers. We open up his living word before us. We're having a mountaintop moment. Hmm. Absolutely. Well, and you want to talk about, you know, mountaintop moments. Um, you know, one of the chapters in your book, The Mountains Are Calling, talks about Mount Calvary, you know, probably Jesus's mountaintop moment. Yeah. Yeah. I call it the peak of all peaks, uh, where uh, the justice of God meets the love and mercy of God. And um, I love this chapter. You know, we are a uh, people uh, today that, I mean, you can just throw a symbol up and you recognize it immediately, right? I mean, if we had that little Apple symbol, you know exactly what that means. Mm-hmm. Or the Nike swoosh, I mean, you immediately go to, you know, just do it. That's that's the motto. So we, we're known by uh, these symbols today. Think about all the emojis that we use. Well, the symbol uh, for Christianity is the cross. Uh, we wear it around our necklace. We put decorate it with our homes. And what I seek to do in this chapter is to just take people up to Mount Calvary and to stare long and hard at the cross, because it's in the cross that our identity and who we are as believers, uh, everything that we need, all the answers to life are found right there in the cross. No condemnation, justification. We've been adopted into his family, forever loved, the steadfast mercy of God. Whatever you need, whatever that person listening to us today needs, all they have to do is look long and hard at the cross, and they will see uh, and find everything that they're looking for. Hmm. And I, I really think that this is something I've always struggled with, and I, I'd love to hear your, you know, your input as a pastor. You know, the first, the first mountain you talk about in this book, The Mountains Are Calling, is Mount Moriah. And, but, you know, that's just, especially once I became a parent, that whole story became even more difficult to read. You know, what, what, Ab- what, what Abraham is asked to do. Yeah, I think the longer we're Christians, uh, the more we, we just glance over that story, right? Because we know how it ends. But can you imagine? I mean, I, I'm father of four girls. I mean, I can't even imagine. Here's this child of promise, Isaac, who Abraham and Sarah waited for years on. And then at the age of 15, scholars suggest it's probably 15 years of age, Abraham was 115. He's called to take this child of promise, this, this child that they've waited on, and take him up to Mount Moriah and sacrifice him to the Lord. Now, again, we know how it's going to end. God's going to provide a sacrifice and a substitute uh, for Isaac. But Abraham didn't know that. And here he is. He makes this three-day journey, probably 70-something miles up this mountain. And in that chapter, I talk about the cost of the climb. 
that if we want to know God intimately, if we want to know him in a fresh way, that it's going to cost us some things. It cost Abraham uh, to prepare that sacrifice, to make his way up that mountain. But the point of it is, is that it's worth the climb. Because when Abraham went up to be obedient to God, God revealed himself in a new way to Abraham. And so whatever may be happening, uh, man, it's a, it's a great opportunity for us to say, no matter what's going on in our life, uh, when God calls us to know him in a greater way, it's always worth it to go because we're going to learn something new about him. We're going to get a fresh word from him. It's going to be a great experience with us. So, and you kind of wrap up the um, the book with an interesting mountain. I thought it was interesting. Um, you know, the mountain with no name. What is what does that mean? Yeah, well, you know, we're all as Christians probably very familiar with the Great Commission, Matthew chapter twenty-eight, verses eighteen through twenty. Go into the world, make disciples, uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. We love the Great Commission. I mean, that's what we're we're, we're all about. We're living on mission. Uh, for Christ. But what's interesting, that Great Commission starts in verse 18 of Matthew 28, but verse 16 says, he took his disciples to an unnamed mountain in Galilee. And I just think it's very interesting. It's a beautiful picture and illustration that life is not meant to be lived on the mountaintops. I mean, we love these mountaintop moments and God is gracious to give them to us throughout our life, but we don't live there. We're called to take what we experience on the mountain and go back down into the valleys of life where we live every single day, walk in the halls of our schools, in our businesses, in our workplaces, and we are to take this message of the gospel with us wherever we go. And so he gives them the great commission from the top of the mountain, and it's just like Jesus saying, hey, you've been with me, I've invested three years of my life into you, you've seen me, uh, you've heard my truth, now go down off the mountain and live on mission for me. Hmm. I love it. Love it. And, and I always think it's interesting too. you know, one of, one of the verses always speaks to me. I don't know why, but you know, when, when they see Jesus go up, go up into the sky and they just sit there and stare. And then the angel has to come down and say, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> like right. there's and, nothing and, to see. Exactly. And that leads to the next mountain because they're, they're standing on the Mount of Olives where Jesus ascends from. So he ascends from the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem and these angels appear and say, hey, what are you looking at? The same Jesus who just went up from you is going to return in the very way that he left you. And according to Zechariah chapter 14, and he's returning when he, his physical little return is to a mountain. He's going to step foot on the Mount of Olives and that's where he's going to begin his earthly rule and reign right there from Jerusalem. So it's exciting, it's motivation that, hey, get off the mountain, live on mission for me, and oh, by the way, I'm coming, the ultimate mountaintop experience, I'm going to come back, and I'm stepping foot on Mount of Olives. 